Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ike, it is Friday. And that means today is the first round and the start of the NCAA tournament. And if you're going to bet on any of the big games, Bet Online is the place to do it. Yeah, Bet Online 365, 24-7, seven days out of the week. And since it's March Madness, I'm going to rock with Baylor. Okay, okay. I've got Gonzaga, but Bet Online has an $100,000 bracket madness contest. You can still get in on it. Got a few hours left here as the tournament gets underway early this afternoon. But Bet Online is the place to be. Head to the website betonline.ag and use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Hey, it's Mark Bergen from the Believe in Steelers podcast. This is a quick update. Earlier today, Ike Taylor and I recorded a new episode about the NFL offseason. And as I was about to upload, news that Juju Smith-Schuster would re-sign with the Steelers broke. So he will be a Pittsburgh Steeler for the next season, a one-year contract worth $8 million. There are reports from the NFL Network that Smith-Schuster turned down a $13 million deal from the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I think this actually makes sense for Juju, a one-year prove-it deal because we know that the NFL salary caps are greatly reduced this season because of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. When some of that new TV money comes down beyond this offseason and in next offseason, I think Smith-Schuster will likely seek a multi-year contract worth tens, maybe even close to $15 million a season. We'll see. But he turns down a substantial pay raise If he would have gone to the Ravens, he instead stays with the Pittsburgh Steelers for one season, and it will likely be Ben Roethlisberger's last season on the team as well. So Smith-Schuster is going to be back in Pittsburgh to the surprise of many, but considering where we're at in the offseason, just considering the financial impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic, a one-year $8 million deal for Juju to stay in Pittsburgh Again, there are reports that he turned down a one-year $13 million offer from the Ravens, and he's got to be looking at it like he knows what to expect in Pittsburgh where he doesn't need to be the Batman. He's better in that Robin role. We see what he's done with other talented receivers around him, had his best production playing alongside Antonio Brown. But the Steelers have great depth at the receiver position with Chase Claypool, who will be in year two. Deontay Johnson should continue to get better and better, and we know what he can do in the open field if he catches the ball, if he focuses and doesn't drop it. And then James Washington as well. So Juju back in a Steelers uniform for the 2021 season, and it's going to be one last ride for Ben Roethlisberger as the Steelers look like they're going to be running back with a lot of the same group that was there in the 2020 season, with the exception of a lot of different 
moving pieces along the offensive line, something that the Steelers will need to address later in this offseason and potentially in the 2021 draft. So Juju back in Pittsburgh, those are kind of just my initial thoughts. And you got to be thinking too, had he gone to the Ravens, Hollywood Brown had his best game this past season with Trace McSorley, the third string quarterback playing at quarterback due to injuries to Lamar Jackson. Now you could say that the Ravens offensive line didn't do a great job of keeping Jackson upright. I know the Ravens had injuries, but this actually does make sense that yes, Juju is reportedly turning down $5 million by taking less money to stay with the Steelers. Long-term, it could be a better move for his future, even if he decides to leave Pittsburgh beyond the 2021 season, say in 2022 or further down the road. Those are just my initial thoughts about that. I wanted to include that in today's podcast. And now I'll turn things over. Podcast that I recorded earlier today with Ike Taylor, the Believe in Steelers podcast that we recorded on Friday morning. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, it's Friday. I'm psyched. March Madness is here, and free agency has gone absolutely wild. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. Before we get this party started, though, Mark and Mark, you look like you're in a Miami Vice mode with that shirt. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I figured, you know what? Why not? It's Friday. My team, Missouri, doesn't play till tomorrow. So otherwise, I'd be rocking my alma mater's gear. But I figured, you know, it's Friday. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to roll. So, yes, I went with the Miami Vice shirt today, Ike. I love it. It's a good change up, man. That's you all day. All you need is one chain like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick on that interview when he did his post-game interview. You need a few chains and you'll be good. I do have the aviators that can match him. I've got the blue blocker aviators that I wear. So maybe I'll bring that in a future week's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. I got to be able to see the show notes though, Ike. There you go. I got you, bro. On today's show, we'll break down free agency and the Steelers have already lost several players. We knew this would happen because the team is in cap hell. Bud Dupree goes to the Titans. Nickelback Mike Hilton goes to the Bengals. And Tyson Alu-Alu is headed to the Jaguars. Still, it's up in the air where Vince Williams, the linebacker of eight seasons on the Steelers, winds up in James Conner at the time of this recording, Ike. But it's kind of bittersweet, but I knew this. the writing was on the wall for the Steelers headed into this offseason. Yeah, you kind of knew what was going to happen. You didn't know Bud Dupree was going to get five for 85, $85 million, You know what I'm saying? I thought maybe they would have kept Mike Hilton, but obviously the, the Cincinnati Bengals had outbid Pittsburgh. Who else? James Conner, to be determined. Um, I kind of had a gut feeling they was going to let Vince Williams go, even though I'm sad. I felt like v, Vince is the, uh, other than Mike Hilton, kind of the attitude of that defense, him and, him and Devin Bush. But, you know, the emerge of, Spillane, you know, young Spillane, he's very fast. The merge of Highsmith on the outside as a linebacker. So you're talking about at a position, when you want to talk about that linebacker group, man, you know, Pittsburgh, they uh, they always feel like they can, you know, reload and, and draft well between that position and Juju position, which is the wide receiver. So, and then again, Mark, they didn't have any cap space. You know, they've been fighting for cap space 
they've known this throughout throughout the offseason. They tried to restructure a few guys, but at the same time, man, they still got to wait on the draft to at least sign some guys, so they got to find some more cap space. What I did see, they did a 10-year deal, you know, a TV deal, 11, 11 year. The NFL did 11-year TV deal, so we're going to save some of that money, you know, hit them on this bank account <laughs> and see what they can do before free agency end, but yeah, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, it's it's going to be a, a reload kind of season. They like the emergence of these young guys. And what I want to talk about, the Cam Suttons, they like Cam as a star slash, you know, slot guy. Spillane, they like Spillane exactly. He balled out against Baltimore and the Tennessee Titans. You know, that goal line stance he had against King Henry. And uh, also, even though I feel like High Smith hit a wall, it's a rookie wall. So I think every rookie kind of hit that wall. But other than that, he had a good season. So... I get it, but, you know, just looking at Instagram and social media and seeing, you know, like stuff on to it or, or Cam Hayward, you know, it was like, dang, these guys really gone. Like, I, I broke bread with these guys. Like, we sat down and talked. Me and my homeboy used to boo Ray, you know. So even the D-Tackle went back, back down to Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? So they lost a lot of key players, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens during the season. Once that feeling leaves because I know TJ Watt and Bud Dupree, very close friends, and you could just see the camaraderie that they had as teammates. Oh, TJ Watt's yeah. got to be licking his chops though, seeing what Bud Dupree gets coming off a season ending injury, what he's eventually going to get paid once his free agency approaches and his contract comes up. I knew Hilton wouldn't be back as much as I hate to say it as soon as they signed Cam Sutton because they couldn't really afford to keep both. I knew it would kind of be a one or the other situation. And then Vince Williams, the guy who's been on the team for eight seasons. So that's a, almost a decade in Pittsburgh. And you mentioned Robert Splane and the goal line stand against King Henry. It was like a car crash. What's even more incredible than actually physically stopping Derrick Henry at the goal line is just listen to the collision. Close your eyes and rewatch that, rewatch the tape from that and just listen. It is one of the most violent things I've heard in the game in quite some time. But it's crazy. I used to hear that every play. Like, the linebackers I grew against, you know, the Joy Porters, the James, Farias, the, the, the Larry Foots, the, the Debos, the James Harrisons, the Lamar Woodleys, the Clark Hagens. Like, all these guys, all they want to do is smack you in your face. <laughs> That's all them boys want to do. And that's how Vince Williams grew. Like, that's all Vince Williams was at Florida State. And that's the reason why we drafted him. All he wanted to do was smack in the face. And it just gets contagious at, at that linebacker position. Then you see Lil Spillane. You're like, we like, we like Spillane. We like his athleticism. One really know nothing about him. Spillane, like, man, hold on. Here's my time to shine. Let me hit, let me hit King Henry, King Henry in the face. On this goal line, y'all gonna know about me now. So, man, that's just that's just how it was, man. You talking about FaceTime versus FaceTime. When Spillane hit King Henry, King Henry Wi-Fi went out, and you know, <laughs> and you know Spillane, Spillane Wi-Fi went Wi-Fi plus LTE 5G. Like that's just how it was when that car collision that happened. Didn't you have to tell Vince Williams to like stop working out because he was too jacked? And you're oh, like, if you get any I, bigger, you're not going to be able to move around. Man, I had to tell Vince, man, I say Vinny. 
This in high school, now. Vinny was doing four or five on bench in high school, like as a 10th grader. I said, V, you coming in here looking like a celebrity bodyguard. That that ain't that ain't gonna cut it in the NFL, man. You gotta slim, you gotta slim some of that stuff down, man. Like if V had a, a big ass neck, Mark, like he turned, he turned like this. He couldn't even turn his neck like this. He had to turn his whole body like this here. I said, V, man, you strong as an ox. That's just you naturally. You got to let go of some of that muscle. So that, that's exactly what he did. Once he started seeing guys run past him, he like, hold on. I really do got to uh, simmer down on, on his weightlifting. And that's what he did. So that's my dog. It's, it's, I'm sad to see Vinny leave Pittsburgh because I actually helped him get to Pittsburgh. So when they when Pittsburgh asked me, like, I could you like? And I said, man, I like this kid named Vince Williams. They looked at Vince Williams. Vince Williams got, he got a chance to go to the Senior Bowl. And when they saw him be a field general, and he coming down here and laying the wood, and you can talk to him about X's and O's. Maybe college in three and a half years, they're like, oh yeah, he wanna, he, he, he wanna us for sure. So that's what I hate to see. Cause, but anybody who's gonna get Vince, they're, they're gonna get a football player. Like Vinny, Vinny isn't athletic. He's not going wild you with speed. But when it, when it talk when you talk about a football IQ in the field general and actually knowing what they're trying to do to the defense, that's Vinny all day. What a problem to have to say. Nope, you're too jacked. You've got to slim down a little bit because you're too strong. What what Mark, a, what an incredible problem to have. Mark Vinny, man, yeah, squatting, squatting the bitch. I I remember just. And all he used to do was the shoulder shrug. When he did the shoulder shrug with like the hundred, the hundred pound dumbbells. Like, hey, bro, I'm I'm struggling doing bench press with the hundred pound dumbbells, and you just you just pumping the shoulder shrug like it ain't nothing. As a young pup, that's incredible. So we'll see where all of those players wind up. I something I wanted to ask you about on today's pod. In your 12 years with the Steelers, was there a time where it was particularly hard on you because of the relationship that you had with a teammate who left either in free agency or got traded? No. See, we were so close. Now I talked to my homeboy about this yesterday. We were so close. We used to talk to each other on what we should do. Should we go or should we stay? Like, man, so-and-so offered me this, but is it worth me? Is this is is three million dollars more worth me going than staying with y'all? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think we had anybody while I was playing get traded who I was really close to. But for the most part, it was the release. Either somebody was gonna get released, and we already knew because we talked about it, or somebody had an opportunity to go to another team and get some get some money. But us as players, man, we talked to and we looked at each other from a general manager perspective like I felt like I was on the bubble when they drafted Brian McFadden then after Brian McFadden we drafted Ricardo Coakley so everybody looking at me and we all talking about it and the old heads like hey I you know you're on the bubble I'm like yeah I know so you know what you gotta do to train the camp I said I ain't talking to none of y'all to train the camp so I said don't take it personal this is all this is all business. I ain't talking to nobody. So that's exactly that's exactly what I did. And I took off. I took off after that. So we all just talked about situations from a general manager perspective. And it's crazy. Like you get, you know, 15 guys off of defense 
understanding how the business go, who gonna leave, who not gonna leave? Should you stay for an extra three million taxes in that state? Is it worth it? When you stay in Pittsburgh, you do see all your contract unless you do something stupid in the off season. Like we talk about all that, Marky Mark. So it, it wasn't no surprise on whatever happened for us during this time right now. I think that speaks volumes about the Steelers organization. So let me flip that on you. Was there a circumstance where someone came to the team and it was an eye-opening experience for them where it was like, oh my gosh, the way that this franchise operates is tenfold different? Everybody. Everybody. My first experience from that was Cedric Wilson, wide receiver from San Fran, San from Tennessee. And he he had a, a heavy Memphis, heavy Memphis accent, you know? We had to put him in line a little bit. Like, dang, man. Like, come on, man. Y'all keep trying to hit me. Like, training camp was an experience for him. But he wound up being one of us. Deuce Staley, coming from Philly, the running back. He was like, man, now I see why y'all boys win all the time. He said, look, I used to watch y'all. I saw how close y'all was. But now that I'm actually here and I'm with y'all, I get it, bro. Y'all boys really do, y'all really do love each other. Then one of my favorite offensive linemen from the Dallas Cowboys, Flozell Adams. He was like, I I've been in Dallas for such and such years. And when you come through the facility, they got a wall. And if you bought out that week, they put your picture, a big, big picture, like. 24 by 24 framed up picture on the wall. It was like, man, I'm in Dallas for I don't mean I don't know how many years. They never put my picture on the wall. I said, Flo, you Hall of Famer. They ain't put your picture on the wall. He like, nah. He, he said, let alone. I really never talked to nobody on defense. He said, man, I come to Pittsburgh and I'm hanging out with everybody on defense. I said, Flo, it's a little bit different over here, bro. Like this, this how we rocking. I remember Coach T gave Flo, Big Flo, his, he gave, he made Flo his own parking spot for, for training camp. So Flozell was parking to the Art Rooney and the head coach. Then there was Flo, because Flo Knees was still kind of, Flo Knees was like, they were shot. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't want him walking up and down them hills because in Latrobe, you know, you got to come up and down them hills to get to the to the dome. And Flo was like, bro, how head coach do this to me? How he just gave me my own spot? Why y'all ain't mad? And, you know, we looking up at Flo like, Flo, you Sasquatch. Ain't nobody going to get mad. Ain't nobody going to get mad at you. You can do what you want to do. But he, he was one of my favorite of all time. But that's just, like you say, Mark, that's just how it is in that, in, in that Pittsburgh facility. That's fantastic. Welcome to the Steelers. Here's your assigned spot next to the chairman and head coach. Fantastic. 100%. 100%. That's first class. See, I thought you were going to go in the direction of James Ferrier because when we had talked to him on the Believe in Steelers podcast several weeks back, maybe several months back, he mentioned what he had brought from the Jets to the Steelers, but then seeing how things operate in Pittsburgh, that was something he talked to us about just of – the difference of how the franchises and organizations operate. No, I thought, I thought Pot Dog, we're talking about James Ferry. I thought Pot Dog was just one of us. Like, I knew they got it from the Jets. I knew Pot Dog was a first round draft pick from Virginia. 
he came out with the Sharper Boys, and I, I, I got that part. But in my heart, I thought he always was a Pittsburgh Steelers. So just him even coming from the Jets, it really never dawned on me. You know what I'm saying? I just knew him as a big brother, somebody who guided me along my football career. And I'm talking about really off the field and financially. Like this, 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 this dude really kind of molded me on how to handle myself off the field and financially. So Pot Dog is just a little, he a little bit different as well. You know, when you get a Heinz Ward and James Ferrier playing with no mouthpiece and, and, and biting their tongue off damn near every day, you're like, man, these, these dudes, they, they far from different. They ain't even from him. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's just how it was. But Pot Dog, man, he, I call myself one of a kind on my IG and he for sure as a person, a human being, one of a kind. Well, how different is that, though, Ike, with other organizations in the league? When you've talked to and you've established relationships with other players, even after your playing career was over, where you had that stability in Pittsburgh, I mean, you always mentioned how you you came into the league with Troy and you both came in together and left together. It's not like that in other franchises and other organizations. Now, I know this offseason is going to be different. You mentioned the TV money that's coming in. There's going to be a lot of one-year deals because the cap is lower this year than what it will be in future seasons. But just how is that significantly different in the conversations that you've had with other people throughout the league outside of Pittsburgh? Oh, the Rooney family, you know, when you, when you have the Rooney family, when, when they, when damn near everybody played football, like from, from, Papa Rooney dad, you know, the, the great art Rooney, the one who smoked the cigars. When all them boys did was play football in high school and college, and they wind up getting some money, you know, I think I think they bought Pittsburgh in 1933 for 10 grand. You know how much you know how much 10 grand was in 1933 during the time of depression? Man, that was that was what what's the equivalent? to it in 2021 I don't even know but anyway man when you have just an organization that started off with our running the dad he always said players first and he showed the players first it was always an open door policy when it came down to players and ownerships and, and letting the players know exactly what's going on regardless of whether they like it or not from a business perspective to, to what's going on on the field so when you got a family who's just been raised in football and always been a player's first mentality. Like Mr. Art used to be a ball boy. Then his, then his son, Dan used to be a ball boy at training camp. You know what I'm saying? Like they used to wash out, they used to wash our helmets and our shoulder pads. So it's like, dang, they, they went through the process. So they understood what it was to be at the bottom, even though financially they wasn't at the bottom. They, they just understood how to treat people. Then when you wind up being around us, even though you paying us, we just like, man, they some cool ass dudes. Like this really is a this really is a boys club. Like I can talk to these players about anything. You know the young Roonies, you know they looked at us like bigger brothers, so they can talk to us about a lot of stuff they probably couldn't talk to their parents about. But that all start that started off with the Rooney, you know the great art Rooney. But yeah, man, it, it's 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 at the top. You know what I'm saying? It's and it's that domino effect. Only three coaches, and we're talking about seventy going on seventy years down there. So that's that's letting you know that's that's saying a lot on how they think and they value and they pride on they pride and they priorities. It's always been a players' first atmosphere. 
Pike, you know I love my show prep, the detail, the preparation, stats, facts, information to back my opinions. A very small detail you just mentioned there. The Steelers established on July the 8th, 1933, and the fact that you knew that, if we took a sample size of, say, 10, maybe 100 players, what percentage would know what year their organization was founded in? And you nailed it. You nailed the exact year. And I, I just think that's volumes about the Steelers organization. I think that speaks volumes. The fact that you even knew that as a former player, I think if you asked the vast majority of players in the league, they'd have no idea. They'd have no idea. And I think that says all the world about what the Rooney family has done with the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Well, you know, I, I read that uh, Papa Rooney gave me that book to read, The Steagles. I don't know if you heard The Steagles book. So The Steagles book, you know, Pittsburgh, and for, for a year or two, Pittsburgh and the Philadelphia Eagles had merged into one team. <laughs> people, don't, people don't even know that. It's called The Steagles. And then they, they, they separated after that. But, yeah, he gave me that book, and I read it, and I just kind of – and it told the story And after that broke down. And I used to talk to him a lot about what happened back in the day. But if, if you got time, look at it. It's not, a, it's not a long book anyway. Look at the Steagles. It's called the Steagles. And it's Pittsburgh and the Philadelphia Eagles merging at one, some point in time. I've got some homework to do, Ike, is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you good. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, eBay. And this is the place where you need to go if you need the hookup on sneakers. A lot of times you go to the store, you like a certain style, but they don't have your size. eBay has you covered. You can get the exact style and the exact size for your needs. If you're looking for some kind of sneakers, if you're getting tired of, of, of ordering on other online, you might as well hit eBay because eBay got all the selections you need. They got the size you need, and they got the style you're looking for. They make it easy for sellers as well. You can flip sneakers you don't need. I, we're both in agreement. You can never have too many sneakers, but correct. you can go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. We'll bring this back to free agency. Top free agent signs so far in the 2021 offseason. I'm going to open up here. I know that you always mention how Tom Brady gets players, coaches paid. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. Aaron Donald has gotten several former Rams players paid, whether that's John Johnson, the third signing with Cleveland, Troy Hill also signing with Cleveland. I really like the John Johnson signing. He was the guy who had the green dot on his helmet on the back end for that Rams defense. I know a defense is built from the ground up. It's a line of scrimmage game, but he's like my sneaky good signing of the offseason. But I wanted to get your thoughts on that and then who you thought your top free agent signing so far has been this offseason. I never thought about what you said, how you said it. And I'm mad you beat me to the punch. Aaron Donald going to get a lot of people paid. Yeah. If, 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 if he can stay healthy, he's going to get a lot of people paid off of what he, off of what he do up front. But John Johnson, he uh, ain't. That's not a steal for Cleveland. That's a that's a huge upgrade. That was definitely a need. And and Dell Pick gonna wind up coming back. He got injured early. War, you saw Denzel War. You saw what he did. He's a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback. So this team, this team is moving in the right direction. And we talked about Cleveland a lot throughout the course of of last year because they in the AFC North division with the Pittsburgh Steelers play. But Johnson, 
I, I, Johnson was one of my faves, you know, so he's going to bring that not only a winning atmosphere, but he, he he seen the best player, I think, the best player on the field, the best player on the field, Aaron Donald, how he worked, how he moved as a teammate and his work ethic. So I think he's going to bring that to Cleveland for sure. So we it's time, time to tell, but yeah, Johnson, Johnson for me, he can pretty much do it all. And it's a reason why Jalen Ramsey, we talk about Jalen Ramsey and Jalen Ramsey talks, talks about himself a little bit, but the man gives a lot of credit to that secondary and his teammates. And you can tell why you can, you can tell Jalen Ramsey, you know, attitude is contagious as far as having that swagger and being confident. But other than that, man, Johnson, I mess with Johnson, man. I, I'm not going to curse on this show right here, but yeah, I mess with Johnson. He, he top five me at that position. And Leonard Floyd also got a massive pay raise as well, an extension mm-hmm. there with the Rams too to piggyback off that. And then once that happened, the Rams didn't have the cap space to either sign Johnson or Hill. They have the, the lowest cap space in the NFL. I, I don't know the exact right. figure, but they're way over the cap. And so, yeah, you have my blessing to borrow that, to say, hey, Aaron Donald has helped other players get paid. Feel free to to borrow that from me when you have discussions with other people throughout the league. I'm mad. I'm mad. I didn't think about you beat me to the punch on that one. But every time I say it, I'm going to give you a shout out. But you you definitely beat me to the punch on that one, bro. Is there another free agent signing that really sticks out to you that thinks that you think is going to make a huge difference for this upcoming season? Man, this is odd, but I like, and I'm really not a fan of Fitzpatrick, but I like him over there in Washington. You know, I like him. I like, I like him. To me, Taylor Heineke is a, is a, is a younger version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going to see how consistent he's going to be. But when you want to talk about the kind Man, a man came in for one game, a playoff game, off the street, told his, his was it his job or his professors, man, I got a game, I got to get it back to y'all. Are y'all allowing me? Will this, will this hinder me? Hell no. Nah. Go, do, do, go do what you need to do. Come into a game, hostile environment, and hostile meaning mentally. Like, this is my first NFL game. I ain't talking about, man, I, I'm going through practice, training camp, mini camp preseason, all right, regular season, I'm ready. Nah, I'm off the street. I just hung up my business suit <laughs> and I'm coming to play a playoff game and have that kind of demeanor. Have that calmness, have that swag, have that man, what the hell are we doing? Let's win this ball game. I just saw Chase, Chase Young. Last week, I was with Chase Young for and I asked Chase, I said, Chase, man, how Taylor? He said, man, that he good with us. That's what he said. He good with us. So, and he are they already went through that two back system. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick already went through it with Tua. So, if it does happen in Washington, he won't be as mad. He he kind of get it, even though he probably didn't like it. He kind of accepted that role, but he's the finisher. Like if Taylor Heineke wind up messing up, you you already know that Ryan Fitz, Fitz Magic gonna come in and he gonna close it out. But I, it's a it's a sneaky it's a sneaky it's a sneaky signing. But I understand exactly why they signed 
Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's one of my favorite signings. That quarterback room is going to have some swag, no doubt. And so much, so much. And almost every game is like a revenge game for Fitzmagic because he's played for nine different teams now. So I can't wait to see that where it's like, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick playing his former team. That's going to happen like every other week. I know, right? That's, it, it, Ryan, Ryan, like uh, how we talk, man, Ryan got his whole passport tatted up. How many countries he would travel to? And countries I'm talking about the NFL teams. <laughs> Don't nobody got more passports, no uh, stamps on their passport than Ryan right now. I'm going to advocate for the NFL to bring back NFL Europe, Ike, if that's the case. So. Right? <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Any other big takeaways from free agency thus far? Nah, man. I, you just saw what uh, and with the old lineman that got paid what 138 million. Trent. Trent Williams. Man, they, the money out there only take one team. It only take one team to like you. It take two teams to argue, and that one to really like you. That's all it takes. But yeah, to see them boys get paid. It's good, man. I like to see guys get paid, man. And these these young guys, they're really hitting the fridge and marking. They're really getting paid. So, yeah, it's it's a fun time because now now we have no the free agency get you a picture on how the teams are thinking. The draft gonna get you how they're trying to build. Then training camp and preseason, you know, we'll be able to tell what's going on. But yeah, this is a this is a fun time. Um, this is probably one of the funnest times in the offseason, especially for me, because I love to see guys get paid, Mark. Absolutely. And I think you're, like I said, you're going to see a lot of one-year deals when the cap goes up next season and future seasons. You mentioned the TV money that's coming, Ike. I think the premier players are going to make their money, but I think you're going to see a lot of short-term one-year deals, prove-it kind of deals. And then we get to do the same thing next offseason. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And I always love to see the moving chess pieces of, okay, what needs does this team have? How do they solve that in free agency? And then, like you said, Ike, there's still the draft next month too. So there's still a lot of moving pieces before we get into the 2021 season. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see. Matter of fact, when I was a free agent, it was during a lockout. And Pittsburgh had first dibs to sign me, and they made sure I didn't go nowhere. They 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 made sure. But yeah, this this is a good time, man. This is a good time. So very excited, Mark and Mark. We were going to do your top five offensive linemen for the 2021 draft. To the listeners, we're gonna have to save that for next week's episode. And so hopefully by then we'll know where more of the players wind up, where more of them land, and where they sign with. But Stay tuned. There's still a lot of time that we have between now and the NFL draft first round gets underway on April the 29th. So we're going to save that for next week, just because with the start of free agency, this is already a loaded episode, Ike. So I know you want to talk ball. You want to talk line of scrimmage. We're going to go ahead and do that next week. No question. We got a number of time. It's, it's, it's good. We change it up. You know, we, we freestyle. Our time is right now because of this free agency frenzy. So we, I think we're doing exactly what we need to do, Marky Mark. You mentioned off the top that you got Baylor winning the NCAA tournament. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that before we sign off here, Ike. You got Baylor winning, and why? Because of COVID. So because of COVID, you see, you 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 seeing that these teams who got you know fifth year seniors and, and seniors and, and and sophomores, 
they've been playing for a while. You know, when you have a, it's going to be hard for Kentucky or Duke or, or the rest of these teams with a lot of guys who be high round NBA draft picks to be one and done. You know, during this COVID period, it's going to be more about camaraderie. And these guys been gelling together for so long. That's why Gonzaga playing so good right now. That's why, like a Florida State, that's why Georgia Tech, that's why, you know, Baylor, that's why all these schools who always make it to like the Sweet 16, but really, really never get over that hump because they don't have like the athletes and the five-star players like a Duke or Kentucky or Louisville. It's, it's, it's just now, I just my personal opinion, Mark and Mark, COVID, is is really for this these guys who've been playing with each other for a long time. They know how it go. They've been in the bubble without being in a bubble. They've been playing basketball. They've been playing with each other for three or four years, so they can do everything in their sleep. So the athleticism um, isn't going to work in the COVID right now. And after the the guys who can actually be consistent on running the play throughout the course of the basketball game. That's going to work, and I think that comes from guys who've been playing with each other for so long. That's my take on it. I think Baylor's a great pick. The reason I went Gonzaga is no one's knocked them off. Now, I understand the argument of, oh, I haven't played anyone, but I, I, it's a boring pick, but I'm going with Gonzaga to win it. And, but I do have Baylor in my final four, and I'm with you there because I think it's a 1A, 1B scenario with Gonzaga and Baylor. Baylor in a little bit better of a conference in the Big 12, so – I understand your logic there until someone does it though with Gonzaga. I think this has just been such a weird season, a little bit shorter of a season as well. You don't play quite as many games. And if Gonzaga were to win it, they'd be the first team since Indiana to have a completely undefeated season. So until someone does it, I'm going to, I'm going to rock with Gonzaga. We'll see how it all shakes out though. I tell, I tell y'all this, since we're talking about March Madness, and Marky Mark has, has Gonzaga and I have Baylor. Y'all might as well go to bet online. And if y'all want to make y'all best to see who's going to win it, take my bet in Baylor or take Marky Mark bet for Gonzaga. And if you want to, you know, go to a party and get fresh and you're looking at some sneakers, you might as well go on eBay and, and check out the style of sneakers and your fit. Or if you got some shoes you're just trying to sell, you can go on eBay. And, check, and get some money and get reimbursed. So want to give a shout out to them to bet online and eBay with the sneakers at the same time. Got to give a shout out to my dog, Mark Bergen. Got to get a shout, shout out to Believe and Still a Podcast. Got to get a, give a shout out to all the viewers who've been rocking and tuning in to us. Make sure y'all rate us five star. Please five star us. We like the diamonds. We just like hotels. When you go to, when you're looking for hotels on a, on the internet, we like the five stars. We like the diamond restaurants. So five star me and my dog, Marky Mark. Ike, you smoked that wrap up. And speaking of smoking, check out Ike's one of a kind cigar line. We'll put his information for social media. You can find that on his Instagram page in the show notes. Ike, you are the best. Going to go ahead and sign off here for Ike Taylor. I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. So long, everyone. And enjoy March Madness. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.